When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that is a wrap on the preseason. Next up for the Hawks, the regular season. We'll give you a preview right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Kevin Turner to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Turner looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And folks, that is a wrap on the regular season. Yes. Five games in the books. The Hawks finished the regular the, the preseason five and two, five and two. And in this podcast, we're going to briefly talk about the last game. We're not going to go too much in depth with it. We're going to talk. We're going to take a look at the landscape of the Eastern Conference, and I'm going to give you three storylines for the Hawks for the upcoming season. So uh, make sure you keep it locked on the Hawks Week podcast for um, everything that we discuss. Man, it's going to be a good podcast. Um, if you are new to the podcast, I always say in the beginning of the podcast, make sure you check us out on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, just search Hawks Beat and you will find us on all of those platforms, as well as we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and drop us a five star rating uh, that really help us out in the podcast community. So to all the newbies, what's up? Uh, welcome into the show. Uh, again, I'm your host, Edub, and right here we talk Atlanta Hawks basketball. And to all the regs, what's up to y'all? I see y'all all the time, you know what I'm saying? So welcome back for another edition of the Hawks Week Podcast. I want to start with last night's game. I didn't record after the game. It was a little late. I was out, and um, I didn't get a chance to record on it. But um, for all intents and purposes, last night was... I guess you could say kind of a dress rehearsal or kind of a uh, kind of like the day before the first day of school, right? But um, you, t- you 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 take the bus on the bus route and, and you go th- with the you go through the bus route before uh, the first day of school to kind of see what it's going to look like on the first day of school, right? So I'm an educator, so that's the analogy I'm using. So that's kind of what the bu- what the uh, what the Hawks did 
for three quarters <laughs> for three quarters and then uh at the end of the night the uh the sixers end up winning the fourth quarter was pretty much garbage time it was just a bunch of uh second and th- third string guys so again in the preseason i never really put too much stock in wins and losses but um yeah, let me just give you just a few takeaways from that game. Again, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I don't really want to spend the bulk of the podcast talking about a fifth preseason game. <laughs> that's not that's not what I want to listen to, and that's not what I want to record. I want to start with um, a lot of talk has been made about who's going to start this year and who's going to start at the four mainly in John Collins' absence. And is it going to be Sadiq Bey? Is it going to be Jalen Johnson? And there's a lot of back and forth. And um, I'll say this, and, and it, I hope, you know, if, if you want to go back and listen to last podcast where I kind of spoke on this kind of extensively on who I think should be starting and who I think might start and I don't know. I I think that last night was a good possible projection of who might be starting. Uh, The Hawks went with the lineup of Trey and DJ, uh, DeAndre Hunter at the three, CD Bay at the four, and Clint Capella. Now, I've said all summer that I think that's probably going to be the starting lineup. And I've also said that I think people pay kind of too much attention into the starting lineups <laughs> i was listening to my buddy brad on locked on hawks podcast make sure y'all check them out as well um and in him and i share the same opinion and it's funny when i listen to his podcast and when, when we share the same sentiments but I, i'll go ahead and say it on this platform as well um <clears throat> i i think that you um There's too much attention put on starting lineups. I think for me, it's mostly about uh, important minutes and it's mostly about who finishes the game. That's kind of more what I'm concerned of. Um, That's just kind of my diatribe. But I think that this is probably going to be the starting line. I think that this is probably going to be the rotation, the rotation that you saw for the first three quarters in which you had kind of a nine man rotation. You had your starters. You had Jalen, Bogey, Onyeka, and AJ coming off the bench. And I think that's going to be your nine-man rotation. Now, where you sprinkle in Kobe, where you sprinkle in Wesley Matthews, Trent Forrest, uh, of course, Bruno Fernando, if any injuries to the bigs, that's going to be on kind of a game-by-game basis, what I believe. But as far as the rotations are concerned, I think that is what you're going to see. I know Hawks fans are are big on what the rotations look like for their teams. <laughs> I don't know what's just it's a thing with you guys, but I think that's what the rotation's going to be. So, um, <clears throat> like it or love it, I, I think that's what it is. Um, I spoke last podcast on Sadiq Bay and Jalen Johnson, and, and let me say this: I think that Sadiq Bay should be the starting starter. Um, for a myriad of reasons, I think he's a better shooter, even though I think Jalen Johnson might ultimately be the better player, more better all-around player. Um, a lot of folks have said they want to see Bay coming with that bench for kind of second unit scoring, and I could see value in that. But, I mean, I could also see value in the chemistry in Quinn trying to develop some type of synergy with that first unit and the second unit. I think that Jalen plays better on that second unit with Onyeka, with Bogey and those guys. I think his skill set kind of fits that second unit a little bit better. 
And that's probably why they are having Sadiq Bay. Uh, if I, and, and I believe that's what it will be. I think that's probably why Bay will get the nod at uh, the four spot. But I think we're kind of splitting hairs here, and I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Uh, I think they'll both get plenty of playing time, and they'll both showcase what they have to offer this season. So that was your starters. Um, as far as the game itself, again, it, it was I, I found it interesting because, again, I, I think that um, Quinn went to that kind of regular season rotation, and you saw – from the outset, Trey and, and and Bogey, I mean, not Trey and Bogey, Trey and DJ, not really shooting too well in the beginning of the game. You know, the first quarter, they were both 0 for 9, and that is not ideal. However, when both of those guys go 0 for 9 and you're still able to win the quarter, like, that's a good sign. Like, that's a good sign that maybe they're playing a little bit of defense. <laughs> maybe they're playing a little defense. So that is a good sign to see, right? Um and, and again, Philly played their guys, you know, Tobias Harris, P.J. Tucker, Embiid, Melton, Maxey, uh, of course, without the exception of James Harden. But they played their guys, you know, and so uh, they, too, kind of went to a rotation of nine men with, you know, kind of like the Hawks. You know, their guys coming off the bench. You had Danny Green, Obre, Kelly Oubre, uh, Patrick uh, Beverly and uh, the core. I can't even say his name, Corkmaz guy. Um, so, yeah, like they went nine guys deep, too. So um, it was a very evenly matchup, a very evenly put matchup, I think, for both of these teams. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was good to see, like, when your guys aren't shooting well, that you're still able to win a quarter. Could this be this team is starting to play a little defense? I don't know. I don't know, right? So the second quarter, you know, you had Trey kind of go off. He kind of he kind of got a little hot. You know what I'm saying? He had 14 points in the quarter, which is a good thing, you know. So he kind of got his little mo cheese mo back. <laughs> and and I thought the the first quarter the Hawks played really well. Second quarter was probably their best quarter of them all. Um, they go into a half with the lead. Any, I'm trying to let me go back and take a look at my notes if I had any like thing that was just kind of noticeable. Like this was a game you just kind of just want to kind of get it over with because like, look, you don't want anything happening in the preseason. You want your guys to get in and to get out. And the one thing you don't want is your guys getting hurt in the preseason. So uh, third quarter, you had your starters still out there. You know, the Hawks were able to win that corner, that quarter two. And the fourth quarter was pretty much just trash time. It was just trash time. You had a bunch of um, emptying the bench on both sides, you know, and Hawks did not have a good fourth quarter. It was atrocious. And if you watch that fourth quarter, kudos to you. <laughs> if you watch that fourth quarter and you don't have like a podcast or you don't put out content for the Hawks, listen, you deserve a star. <laughs> You deserve a badge because that fourth quarter was oogly. It was oogly. So, um, yeah, the, it, it, the Hawks end up losing the game by like, what was the final score? 120 to 106. They end up losing by 14 when I think they had like a 17 or 18 point lead at one point. But that concludes the preseason. Five games, the Hawks go three and two. I thought that overall this Hawks had a good uh, this Hawks team had a good uh, preseason. I think you saw a lot from Jalen Johnson. I think you saw a lot from uh, the the second and third string guys, and and I think the Hawks can feel good, and Hawks fans can feel good about where they're going 
uh, going into the season. So um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a quick little break on the other side of the break. Uh, I'm going to give my my my, uh, my sponsors a chance to get in there and throw in the commercials. If not, you'll just hear a brief pause. Um, but when I return, I want to talk about the Eastern Conference a little bit, kind of the storylines. I wanted to make. I mainly want to look a little bit at the teams that are in front of the Hawks, right? The six teams that finished in front of the Hawks, and I want to include the Miami Heat. So I kind of want to give a little capsule on that. And after that, I'm going to give you three storylines to watch for this upcoming season. So you listen to the Hawks Beat Podcast. Shaman Ida will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, we are back. Hopefully, they were able to throw their commercial in there. If not, hey, that's on them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give them a little spot to throw your commercial in there. If you don't throw it in there, you just hear a brief little pause, and that's how it is in the podcast game, right? Sometimes they throw it in there. Sometimes they don't. But, uh, hey, I, I give them the spot and the opportunity. So, all right, so I want to look at the Eastern Conference, and I want to just kind of briefly – Give like a brief like 30 seconds on the six teams that finished in front of the Hawks last season. And I kind of want to take a look at um, do I see any slippage? Do I see any possibility for the Hawks to, to move up at the end of the season? Um, considering all things break right, right? You know, considering health is not an issue, considering um, everything is going to progress like um, they like they kind of plan for them to progress. So, um, of course, first two teams are the Celtics and the Bucks. And really quick, I think that both of these two teams will be the cream of the crop for the regular season for this season as well. Um, I think that both of them have replaced major pieces in their lineups and in their rosters. Of course, Milwaukee adding Dame, getting rid of Drew. Boston, you, you know, the Marcus Smart era is going on, uh, is gone, and you bring in Porzingis, you bring in Drew Holiday, and so those things take time. Whenever you, you know, you, you saw it last year with the Hawks, you know, you don't just bring in a guy and everything's going to work immediately. So I think that that is going to be like, I'm not even going to say it's going to be an issue, but it's going to be a thing, right? You're, you're adding new guys into your lineup. And these aren't guys who are just coming off the bench. These are like key roles, you know. So I think that both of these uh, teams are going to um, they're going to have like an adjustment period. But at the end of the day, I think these are still the top two teams in the East, the Bucks and the Celtics. So I don't really see the, Bucks, the Hawks overtaking either one of these, but I could be wrong um, with the Celtics. I will say this. I will say this. The Celtics, one thing they have or one thing they don't have is a lot of depth. They really don't. And, and I think I kind of alluded to this in the last podcast that I did, just kind of briefly. Um, you look at that Celtics starting five, which is really good. It's really good. But after that, like, what do they have? You got a bunch of old guys. 
Like, I mean, you have your second unit is like Peyton Pritchard, Al Horford, and like Sam Hauser. Like, you don't really have a lot of like depth here. So if you have an injury, like one or two injuries, like, listen, Boston could be had, you know, I'll, I'll just say that. Just if things start to go south, remember where you heard that here first, you know, Boston and their lack of depth. That could be an issue with this Celtics team. With the 76ers and the Cavs, I'll start with Philly. Um, Philly is still a good team. They're still a good team because, by and large, they uh, they still have Joel Embiid. And he is just really good on both sides of the ball. He's going to be good during the season. The thing with these big guys is you want to see how well they can be in the postseason. And Joel Embiid hasn't really had uh, a tremendous postseason to date. He just hasn't. Because at the end of the season, man, those big guys, they get injuries. Those knees get a lot of miles on them. I don't know. They're still going to be really good. The only thing with the Sixers is they have a James Harden issue. Right? Like, they have a James Harden issue. He doesn't want to be there. And I don't know what that's going to be, what that's going to mean for the rest of the squad. Like, couldn't they still compete without him? Absolutely. I think so. I think Tyrus Maxey is good enough. And Tobias Harris is a pro. P.J. Tucker, those guys. Um, I think they are good enough to compete without James Harden. Uh, but they do have a James Harden issue that uh, could potentially be a problem. But I think if you get him out of there, I don't, I don't think that this brings this team back. I think that if you have him bought in and, and he's with him, I think that that makes them more elite. But without him, nah. Cleveland, I think Cleveland is going to be good uh, again. Um, I like what they did adding uh, Max Strauss from Miami and uh, George Niang. I think those are really good pieces. Um I think they may have some contract and money issues. I don't know. I don't, I don't cover the Cavs, but that's something to kind of keep your eye on. But the Cavs will be good again. The Knicks, I don't know. You guys know me. I, I, I'm not a believer of, of either of the, of the New York teams, the Knicks or the Nets. I think the Nets take a step back. Um, I just I just think the Nets take it. I think they're the one team that's going to take a step back. I think the Knicks – I love I love the the pickup of uh, DiVincenzo, White Dante. Uh, they got uh, who did they get up out of? They got Oli Top, uh, Obi Toppin out of there, and I think they'll be good because you know Brunson's a good point guard. Julius Randle's still good. Um, Josh Hart. I mean, they got a good crew, and, and, and I think they have a really good coach. So they're going to be there. Can, do I see the Hawks passing them? Now, here's the thing. They won 47 games last year. The Hawks won 41. I could see those two teams being really close. Like, maybe they both meet at 45 wins this year. Right? I can see something like that happening. I can see both of those teams, Knicks dropping maybe two or three wins and Hawks picking up three or four wins. I can definitely see both of those teams being around that 45-win total. And last, we want to talk about the Heat. The Heat finished behind the Hawks there, 44-38. and 38. Um, And I don't know, I haven't heard a lot of people talking bad about the Heat. You know, they still have their core three, which is a really good core three. Jimmy Butler, Tyra Hero, and uh, Bam out of bail. Jimmy Butler, if nothing else, this dude, he is just... Here's the thing about Jimmy Butler. He's not scared of your best player. 
Like he's not scared of your best player. And that means a lot in the regular season. And that means a lot in the postseason. He's not scared. He wants your best player. And I don't know if there's a guy in the NBA that gets more out of their skill set than Jimmy Butler. And he's just that good. However, I do see this team taking a step back. Um, when you lose um, the guys that they lost and who they lost. Um, let's see. This, da, 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 they lost uh, Gabe Vincent, Max Strauss and Oladipo. I think that's a lot to lose. And they replaced him with Thomas Bryant and R.J. Hampton. I've always liked R.J. Hampton, but like, mm, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think that R.J. is going to have a good season there. Um, that's just a lot, man. Especially the Gabe Vincent, like losing him. I think that was a lot because you, Kyle Lowry's your point guard. Like Kyle Lowry is 176 years old. <laughs> He's 176 years old. So. Um, the opportunity will certainly be ripe for the Hawks to make it into the playoffs and make it out of that play-in. So that is my little diatribe on the Eastern Conference. Everybody else, I'm not really worried about. Raptors, Pacers, Wizards, Magics, uh, Hornets, Pistons, not worried about any of those teams. <clears throat> Hopefully that soundbite doesn't come back to bite me. <laughs> All right. Um, before I get into the Hawks storylines for the year, I want to let you guys know uh, if you're up at NBA.com, uh, they have season previews of all the teams. And my cousin, uh, Sean Powell for NBA TV, uh, noted journalist and all things awesome guy. And uh, he has a little breakdown of the Hawks preview on NBA.com. He's got two pieces up there on the Hawks. And just kind of giving kind of a general preview of just some things to kind of look for. And uh, it's pretty good. So make sure you check that out. And also make sure you go by Soaring Down South. Soaring Down South is uh, affiliated with uh, the fan-sided group that is that sponsors this podcast. So make sure you go by fan-sided and check out my guy Josh Buckhalter's work. Uh, always has some entertaining articles on the Hawks, some bold predictions. Um, he's got a piece up on Sadiq Bay's contract. Uh, let me see what else he's got up here. DeJounte Murray's got a, he got DeJounte Murray story up there. So make sure you go to Soaring Down South for your Atlanta Hawks uh, coverage. Last and definitely not least, I want to give you three storylines, three storylines for the Atlanta Hawks going into this season, going into this season. So um, storyline number one, I'll just say this, and this is the obvious one to everybody. Trey and DJ, round two. Trey and DeJounte Murray, round two, has to be the biggest storyline for the Atlanta Hawks this season. Um, last year, it was it had moments of being good. I think they went on the stretch during like their best stretch was like during like a seven or eight game win streak. And you had glimpses of what this could be. But everybody knows, and I think both of those guys know that it has to be better. And I think the question asked is, can Quinn pull out the best for both of these guys together? Not just putting up stats. Not saying the stats aren't relevant, but it's got to be more than stats. It's got to be more than just Trey putting up 30 and 15. Like, it's got to translate to winning. Last year, you were 41 and 41. And those stats don't mean a damn thing if you're not winning ball games. 
They have to figure out a way where it can't just be DJ running Trey, watching Trey run pick and roll. They have to. He has to be an integral part of the offense, like both of them together. There has to be synergy. That ball has to move. There has to be a, a cohesiveness, a, a partnership between both of those guys. I think it will be better. I, that's my personal opinion. But as far as storylines, that is the first one. And I, I think it will be better. I think Quinn is, is working on that and uh, working on ways to utilize both team, both guys' skill sets. And, and I just think in year two to be better. Other side of the nickel is this. Let me play a little devil's advocate. What if it's not better? Like, just, just sit with that just for a moment. Like, just sit with that just for a moment. And I'm just, this is just me playing devil's advocate. What if it's not better? Like, what if you're looking like, man, I don't know if this thing is going to work. Then the Hawks are going to have some major decisions to make. They're going to have some major decisions to make because you just re-upped on DJ. You know, I don't know, like, what the situation is. with Trey, I, I don't know. I'm just saying this devil's advocate. What if this doesn't work? Come to all-star break and they're hovering 500 or below 500. Then you're going to have to make some tough decisions in that front office. Just want to throw that out there. But I think it's going to work. <laughs> Number two, number two, uh, as far as Hawks storylines this season to watch for the money, the money. And I will say this, whenever people ask me about a team, whenever I'm going on a different show or I'm going on a different uh, podcast, I always say you watch a team's money and that'll tell you everything you need to know about that team. The Hawks have some money questions to look at. They have some money questions to look at. Now, the two major ones are the extension for Anyeka Okongu and the extension for Sadiq Bey. And the reason why these are important because these money these money contracts are something that could affect the whole team. That Anyeka that Anyeka extension that is going to directly affect Clint Capella because you can't pay two centers starting level money and Nanyaka, he's up for that extension and he's up to get that starting level money will he get it this season will he get it by the deadline what does that do for the roster will you have to ship trent will you have to ship clint away by the all-star break these are like serious questions that you the fans get really uncomfortable talking about because they don't like to see people go from their from their teams unless they're not playing well. Clint has been playing decent. Clint is still a I would venture to say Clint is still a top ten starting center in this league. He's definitely a top five rebounder. He's very good on the defensive end. He's a rim runner. He knows his role and he's a very good center. So it's going to be interesting how they navigate the money with Onyeka's extension. Keep an eye on that. Number two, Sadiq Bey. Is he going to get his bread? Now, if he gets his bread, this is definitely going to affect Jalen Johnson and even Mo Gay to an extent. If you can't get things done with Sadiq Bey, do you move him at the deadline, slide Jalen Johnson into that four spot, 
and then give more time to Mo Gay. That is an, a possibility. I don't know how likely, but that is a possibility. I think that here's the thing. You would love for everybody just to get paid. Everybody just to get their money. But the last time the Hawks paid everybody their money, it didn't work out. It just didn't work out. You're going to have to make tough decisions. And sometimes you're just going to have to let people go. I'm not saying that's what you need with Sadiq Bey. I'm saying that sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes that's what happens. So this is something to monitor. And this is just me giving you an unbiased opinion about storylines going into the season. So the money, to me, is going to be the number two storyline to watch for this season. Specifically, Anyeka Kangu and Sadiq Bey. Last storyline to look for is DeAndre Hunter. And I just put him all by himself. <laughs> all by himself. This is his first year making that starter money on his, on his new contract. His first year making that starter money. Um, he hasn't lived up to the expectations, I would say. As to what uh, I guess they were, he was kind of built to be. He's had moments, but this is going to be a very important year for DeAndre. And my thing is this: once guy, I've always come to the conclusion: once guys get their money, I don't change who they are. I don't think, I don't know. I, I just think he's going to be DeAndre. You know, people feel a certain way about him because he's that number four pick, but you know. I don't know. I'm not going to go into my DeAndre Hunter diatribe, but um, it's going to be a big year for him. I think that he is going to be the next guy who will be in John Collins' place, meaning he will be the easy whipping boy for Hawks fans. He will be the easy whipping boy for Hawks fans, uh, and he will be the guy um, who is going to be on trade rumors. He's going to be that guy. That's just kind of what it is. That's just kind of how I see it. But I, I think he has tremendous potential. I still think that he is one of the Hawks, if not the Hawks' best defender on the perimeter. Um, so, like, you know, it is it is what it is. But I think that DeAndre Hunter and everything that he brings to the table will be uh, the Hawks' third uh, most important storyline going into this season. I think he'll do well. I mean, I... I the two games out of the five uh, that he's played, he's looked fine to me. Uh, he didn't look like he was laboring or, or limping or anything. So hopefully he's able to stay healthy this season and give the Hawks at least 70 games. And I uh, hope he has a great season, man. hope he has a great season. I really like the kid. And um, I'll just be watching this season. I'm going to be watching not just him. I'm going to be watching how fans react to him. So, yes, that will be it. Uh, <laughs> I did ask for any mailbag questions. And uh, my guy hit me up. One of my, uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, again, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of our social media platforms. Uh, we are still on the X. I guess you could call it X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, one of my guys hit me up. Uh, DJ Yoga, he said, Seth Lumpkin, he said, what do you think they will do this year? Um, yeah, man, Seth is on a two-way. So Seth is on a two-way. So he's, he's you're going to see a lot of College Park. If you live close to College Park, man, go check out Seth Lumpkin because I think he's going to have a good year in College Park, man. Uh, he's, again, like I said in the last podcast, he's made a lot of his opportunity. Um, 
I, I think that this year is going to be really college park heavy as a two-way guy unless the Hawks just get decimated with injuries. But I like the kid, and I think that he's going to do well. So uh, shout-out to my guy Yogi. Hit me up. Um, again, make sure you're following us on all of our platforms. And I think that's it, man. We're going to put a bow in this podcast. And next time we talk, uh, let's see, today is Saturday. I don't know. We may <sighs> – I don't know. I, I, I don't like to go that many days without a pod. The Hawks start their season on Wednesday. So I may give you a little something before then. Uh, maybe, maybe not. If not, uh, we'll definitely come to you guys after the Hawks season opener in Charlotte. I'm still contemplating whether I'm going to that game or not. If not, I'm definitely watching it. But I will be in the building Friday night for the home opener. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Our last podcast, we did our first ever Hawks Weekly Wrap. That is going to be a weekly show that we do, just wrapping up the week in Hawks basketball. So uh, that is either going to run on Wednesdays or Sundays, depending on what the week looks like. So, um, yeah, we're going to put a bow in this podcast. Like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.